let me ask you, how many in this room here tonight expect that you will get one present this year? At least one present. How many? Raise your hands. It's all right. You can participate. How many of you expect that you'll get two presents this year? Oh, man, two presents. Anybody think they're going to get three presents? Oh, my kids know they get three because that's all Jesus got, and they're no better than him. So they get three presents every year, just like Jesus. It's so exciting. And what I love about Christmas presents is that so often they take on a life of their own long before Christmas morning in the time that we get to open them. It's such an exciting thing. Now, I don't know about you. Personally, I believe that a Christmas tree is not properly decorated until there are some presents underneath, like this tree here. This is not my Christmas tree. I have a set of four-year-old triplets and a one-year-old baby girl that's learning to walk, so all of our ornaments are on the top half of the tree this year. Uh, But this is a beautiful Christmas tree. Look at all those wonderful presents waiting to be opened, waiting to be received. Now, we're in a courtroom So you have to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and I want you to be honest. Remember, you're in court. How many of you at some time in your life have gone over to the Christmas tree and inspected and examined all of the presents trying to find the ones with your name on it? Anybody? That's almost everybody. Now, you still got to be honest. How many of you, after finding your presents, the boxes with your name on it, counted the boxes of everyone else to make sure that you had the same amount and that nobody was getting more than you. Anybody? Now, last question. How many of you ever went over and you picked up that box and you felt how heavy it was? Maybe you gave it a little shake trying to figure out what's on the inside. Anybody? Anybody here ever do that? Oh, man, that was one of my favorite parts as a kid was inspecting and examining the presents that were under the tree. But there's a trick because you can't get caught by mom and dad, right? If you get caught by mom and dad examining your presents, you're in big trouble. Well, I've, I've got some good news for everyone here tonight that there is a present that is wrapped up. It's got a beautiful bow on it, and it's waiting for you. It's got your name on it, and it's just waiting for you to unwrap it and receive it. You see, as we talk about Christmas, we get excited about the present. So often, we lose track of the most important thing, the thing that we're actually celebrating, the greatest gift of all, the gift of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Now, as I mentioned, I have a set of four-year-old triplets and a one-year-old baby girl. So from Thanksgiving Day until today, I cannot count how many times we have watched a Charlie Brown Christmas, all right? We have seen it more times than I care to count. I can recite it word for word, but there's a scene in there that is my absolute favorite scene, and it comes towards the end, where Charlie Brown, in his frustration, screams, is there anyone who can tell me what Christmas is all about? And then Linus takes the stage. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, 
For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Now, there's something special that happens as Linus is, is reciting Luke chapter 2 and the account of the angels coming to tell the shepherds that Jesus has been born. And I never noticed it until someone pointed it out to me this year. If you notice, when Linus recites the words of the angel to the shepherds, when he says, fear not, he drops his blanket. Now, if you know anything about Charlie's friend Linus, you know that Linus is never without his blanket. It's his security blanket. It's what he relies on to bring him security and peace. But in that moment, as he's reciting the words from the angel, fear not, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, he drops his blanket. And I don't think that this is by accident. I think that they did this on purpose because it's as if Linus, as he's saying those words, as he's talking about not having fear and peace that that has come because of Jesus Christ, he realizes that he doesn't need a security blanket because Jesus Christ is all the peace that he needs. Behind me is a judge's bench. Now, believe it or not, I've never actually stood before a judge in court. I know that's hard to believe for some of you, but I've never actually had to stand before a judge in court. But I can imagine that it might bring a little bit of fear to stand before a judge, especially if I knew that I had done something wrong and that there was a penalty that I was going to have to pay because of my actions. If we're honest with ourselves, we can, we can recognize that that would be a little bit of a scary situation. And in fact, the Bible tells us that God is the righteous judge and that he, being righteous, having no sin in him, judges our sin. Because every single one of us has said, thought, or done something that makes God unhappy, and therefore we are sinners. And just the very thought of that, as these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm willing to bet that for some in this room, that that brings fear, to think that God will one day judge your sin, and that there is nothing that you can do. There's no way that you can make up for your shortcomings. But we know that God is not just the righteous judge. We read throughout Scripture that God loves us. In fact, what we celebrate at Christmas is the reality that God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to be born as a baby, to live a life without sin, die on the cross in our place and pay the penalty for our sin, bringing peace between us, the sinner, and God, the righteous judge. This is the gift that God wants you to receive this year. See, many of us are familiar with John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. But the very next verse, I think, is just as important. Verse 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but that the world might be saved through him. God is not looking to condemn and judge us for our sins. He is a loving God who has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die and pay the penalty in our place for our sins so that through faith in Jesus Christ, we can experience eternal life and the peace that God desires for us to have, knowing that the penalty for our sin is paid for. You see, sin is no longer threatening when the sinner realizes that the penalty is not an issue. When penalty is no longer an issue, then there's nothing to fear. And we know very clearly that Jesus Christ has paid that penalty for us. And so there's a gift for you that God wants you to receive. The gift of eternal life. And the gift of peace with God. And relationship with God. It's waiting for you to examine it. It's okay to examine it. But God wants you to open it and to receive that gift. All you have to do to receive it is this. First, you accept the reality, the fact that you cannot do this on your own, that there is no amount of church services you can attend, there's no amount of good things that you can do, there's no amount of money that you can give that can earn God's forgiveness. And then, once you've accepted that fact, you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that God sent to this earth to live a sinless life, and to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, and on the third day, be raised again. If you will simply do that, believe in Jesus Christ, trust in him and him alone, then your sin will be forgiven, and you will receive not only eternal life, but you will receive God's peace, knowing that the penalty for your sin has already been paid for. And as you you continue to commit to follow Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, that peace is only going to grow. So this Christmas, it's my prayer that you would receive the gift that God is extending to you. If you're here this evening and you would like to receive that gift, you'll notice on your bulletin that there's a little card at the bottom that you can tear off. It's perforated. That's ancient Greek. It means it tears right off. You can just check that box that says, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. Or I have questions. I need to examine this gift a little more. Just check that box. We have a bucket.